Welcome to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School with Michael Benner. Hello and welcome to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. I'm your host, Michael Benner. And what can we say but uh, happy quarantine, huh? This is the first in the series of podcasts on quarantine meditations. It's certainly ironic that worrying about the pandemic, the coronavirus, any worry for any reason or any unreasonable worry at all, shares one common trait. It weakens the immune system. So when I say, isn't it ironic that worrying about getting sick is likely to weaken the immune system and bring on sickness. Therefore, we really have to monitor and manage stress, don't we? Hence this series of programs beginning with this episode on how to manage stress. And number one in the list of stress reducers is meditation. So we'll talk about that. We'll begin to cover different types of meditation and meditation skills to allow you to build your own approach based on what works best for you. These are dark and scary times. If you've read my book, Fearless Intelligence, you know fear is less about danger, real or imagined, than about what we do not know or understand about uncertainty. Fear is the feeling of unawareness or confusion or ignorance. hate to insult anybody here. I don't mean a lack of ability to understand. By ignorance, I just mean a lack of information. Fear is an indication that there's something that needs to be known and often beyond knowledge to be understood. And those are important terms. There's an Einstein quote I really like. He says uh, a bit harshly, any fool can know things. The secret is to understand them. So the more we know about the coronavirus, the more informed we are. If we listen to the right kind of news, not the politicians, many of them are fools, and they have their own agenda, like the economy and the stock market. But to listen to the scientists and the public health officials, people who are really dedicated to our welfare and not simply the self-interest of some corrupt institution, then our knowledge will go beyond simply knowing to really understanding in two areas understanding the situation, and understanding ourselves. You see, that's the greatest unknown. Who am I? How am I unique? What makes me different from everybody? How, how am I incomparable? I've got, as I often say, this fingerprint evidence and DNA proof that I'm one of a kind, why do I feel the way I feel? What are these thought patterns? Why do I behave the way I behave? Sometimes I surprise myself with the things I do. 
much less this monkey mind and hodgepodge of emotions. How do I sort that out? Well, that's part of what meditation is about. But today, in this first episode of Quarantine Meditations, I want to talk about physical relaxation, because this is often overlooked by meditators and teachers of meditation. It's the reason yoga begins with the stretching exercise, the asanas, before one sits for meditation. It's unfortunate that many yoga classes will be about the stretching and they never do get to the, they never do get to the meditation part. The meditation is what it's about and the stretching is a way of creating an open and receptive state to the insight, to the expanded awareness, to the understanding that I mentioned before. Now, there is a paradox I want to just touch on here briefly. In determining our incomparability, our uniqueness, what makes each of us as authentic individuals one of a kind, there is also the awareness that we're part of one body called humanity, the entirety of humanity. And a cornerstone of Eastern philosophy, whether it's Hinduism or Buddhism or Taoism, to some extent even Confucianism, Jainism, Sikhism, all of the Vedantism that underlies Eastern philosophy, a big part of that is this idea of monism, the oneness of all things, that we live in a non-dual in spite of appearances, I get the yin and the yang and the male and the female and the light and the shadow and the good and the bad and all and nothing, this or that. We certainly are dualistic in our thinking, binary in, hey, is it this way or that way? What's right and what's wrong? But ultimately that springs from a universe a single thing spinning around. That's what universe means. Monism, even monotheism, has the word one, mono, as a prefix. So if there is a big lesson to be learned from the pandemic, it's watching how universally and how quickly it spread through the entire human population like a wildfire, as if we were all parts of one body. And the implications of that are extraordinary. And we'll touch on that as we have in the past. We'll continue to talk about the paradox that the ancients have called the one and the many. Not the one or the many, but the one and the many. This is an example of the two-truth doctrine that we see in Eastern philosophy, that there is an absolute truth. There's just one thing at work here, a universe. And the relative truth, which is the appearance of separation, creates the ego and these separate identities and this understanding of uniqueness, which is relatively true. It's true enough, right? 
Another example of absolute versus relative is, let's say, the temperature is 65 degrees. I talk about this in my book, Fearless Intelligence. 65 degrees Fahrenheit, let's say. And one person describes that as a warm, balmy day. Maybe somebody from a colder climate finds it really a nice day, 65 degrees. Whereas someone who lives in Hawaii says, boy, it's a chilly day, could I borrow a sweater? Well, a person who is limited to absolutism in their thinking would have to believe that one of those people is wrong. It's either a warm day or a chilly day. And, of course, it's relatively true. It's a matter of subjectivity. To one person, it's a warm day. To another person, it's cool and chilly. And they're both right. That's their experience. That's the relative truth. But the absolute truth is it's 65 degrees on a Fahrenheit scale. You understand? So the one in the many are examples of an absolute truth. We're all in this together. There's just one of us here. And the relativity of diversity. You are, in form, a unique human being. And we find the one through the many. So that's a cornerstone of Eastern philosophy. We're going to explore it more, but I just want to introduce it today as a concept that's becoming self-evident. No one is protected from the virus. We've seen the heir to the British throne, Prince Charles, come down with COVID-19. He is not immune by his royalty. We've seen very wealthy people, movie stars and rock stars, as well as very common, normal, average people of all ages come down with the coronavirus. Some have a relatively easy time with it, some a very difficult time, and many die. And so it is, one virus affecting many people in different ways. Both of those things are true. It's really a good idea for spiritual seekers, anyone interested in self-improvement, to begin to explore this paradox. And the whole idea that two things can be very different and yet both be relatively true at the same time. One of the great weaknesses in the thinking of a reactionary or an orthodox ultra-conservative is the way they hold on to absolutism and promote this binary view of the world as either right or wrong, good or bad, and all the judging and competition and hostility that comes out of that. we got to loosen our grip on that and acknowledge that some things are absolute, but... At the same time, it's also true, small t true, that truth is subjective and can be very relative. Like, is 65 a warm day to you or a cool, chilly day? Sort of the Goldilocks thing. Is the porridge too hot or too cold? No, 
it's just right in the middle. Mama's porridge <laughs> is absolutely perfect. All right, so let's talk about the relaxation, the physical relaxation part of meditation. Because as I said a few minutes ago, this is often overlooked by meditators and meditation teachers. Rarely do we have a meditation with an induction. This is something for hypnotists and their subjects, or for those who practice self-hypnosis, or some spin-off of that, like uh, autogenics, for example. But induction is a real thing. Induction is simply a transition from the scattered, wide-awake state of beta brainwaves to a more focused, physically relaxed state of meditation between awake and asleep, a state in which our awareness is, as I say, focused. And so to accomplish that, I want to talk about an induction for your meditation called progressive muscular relaxation, PMR for short. Sometimes it's called fractional relaxation. And in my work with students and clients, I always use this technique with beginners. And so if you're a beginning meditator, if you don't have a lot of experience with meditation, all the more reason to take a few minutes to do some progressive muscular relaxation or some fractional physical relaxation as you orient yourself from a wide awake, lots of stimulus, scattered thinking, monkey mind kind of a typical awake alert state ah, to a much more relaxed, focused, still alert, even more aware state of deep relaxation, meditation, contemplation, introspection. And so to do this, I want you to find a comfortable position in which to sit. Put your feet flat on the floor. Allow your hands to rest in your lap in whatever position suits you. Shoulders back. Head upright, maybe lift your chin just a little bit so that you feel balanced and centered. The idea is to align yourself so that you can become really deeply relaxed without falling forward or, or falling back or tipping over to one side or another. You sort of balance yourself, your head above your shoulders, above your hips, with your feet flat on the floor, sitting in a chair, sitting on a sofa. And if it's comfortable for you to lean back and use the back of the furniture to support you, that's fine. But sit upright, erect, but not rigid. So you begin by closing your eyes and getting that sense of balance and alignment and move your awareness to your feet and feel the floor supporting your feet. Feel your feet upon the floor. And just so you remember how relaxation feels, 
I want you to slightly tighten the muscles in your feet. Don't overdo it. I don't want you to hurt yourself, but just a little tighter, a little tighter. Tighten your feet muscles and then all at once let go and feel the relaxation in your feet. Then do the same thing for your calf muscles. Again, don't overdo it, but tighter and tighter, a little tighter, and then all at once. Create and sense that letting go feeling as all the tension drops away and you feel nicely relaxed. Then go back to your feet. And with your awareness centered on your feet, create and sense a little more letting go. Even though your feet are already relaxed, see if you can't just, even if it feels like imagination, become aware of a little more letting go in your feet. Muscles relaxing and unwinding. Feel the letting go. And then lifting your awareness up to your calves, Feel the same thing, even though your calves are already relaxed. See if you can't feel just a little more letting go in the calves. And allow that feeling to move up through your knees and into your upper legs. And put your awareness on the top of your upper legs and the back of your upper legs. And consciously, deliberately, purposefully feel that same letting go in your legs. And imagine that all the veins and arteries and capillaries in your legs are dilating or expanding ever so slightly as your muscles relax and you feel safer and more open and receptive. And allow that feeling to move into your hips and spread through your buttocks and pause long enough to actually feel a relaxation, a letting go feeling as muscular tension, all the tightness, even if it's subtle, feel it falling away. And then beginning to move up through the center of your body up through the abdomen and into the stomach, the lower back and moving up into the middle back. Feel that same letting go feeling. Even if you think you're just making it up, that's exactly the right feeling. And slowly continuing up into the lower rib cage in the middle of your back. Create and sense a letting go feeling that slowly radiates up into the upper rib cage, the upper back. All of the organs, imagine heart, lungs, liver, gallbladder, spleen, kidneys. I don't know where they are either, but whatever whatever's in there, just imagine all those organs relaxing and doing a better job with less effort as you become more and more relaxed. And feel that warmth of letting go spreading slowly across your shoulders 
and down into your arms, through the upper arms, biceps and triceps, through the elbows, into the forearms, feel the letting go, flowing like a gentle warmth into the back of your hands, the palms of your hands, and all the way down to the tips of your fingers and thumbs. Feel the letting go. Lift your awareness to your neck and shoulders. And while you may have difficulty feeling a letting go feeling, form that gentle intention of relaxing in the neck and the shoulders. And then lift your awareness to the space around your ears. And as you relax your scalp, you'll actually feel the space around your ears sag or droop a little bit as your scalp relaxes. Feel it? It's surprising that we carry tension in the scalp, but you can feel the letting go. And across the forehead, and behind your eyebrows, the lids over your closed eyes become more relaxed, flowing down into your face, your cheeks, Relax your jaw, even if it feels like pretending. Relax your tongue. It may touch the roof of your mouth. It may lay on the floor of your mouth. It may float somewhere in between. That's all good. Relax your tongue. And as you relax your lips, imagine the most gentle smile in the corners of your mouth. Ever so slightly, just a little smile as you relax. The corners of your mouth will gently lift ever so slightly. And then finish off this induction of physical relaxation by sweeping slowly with your awareness down through your body, letting go of the last of any physical tension all the way down to your feet. And then slowly, one last time, Lift your awareness as if scanning through the center of your body, letting go of the last of the physical tension and pressure as you bring your awareness back to your head and your normal point of focus, whether it's on the third eye between the brows or if you're using visualization, 
perhaps a point just in front of that Ajna center, between the brows. Or if you're practicing Vipassana or insight meditation, your awareness may rest at the bottom of your nose where you observe your body breathing itself all by itself and simply rest and be the watcher rather than the breather Be the watcher of those spontaneous thoughts rather than identify as the thinker. Or be the watcher of your emotional feelings rather than feeling absorbed or consumed by your emotions. Detach, stand back, so that you can better associate, for this is not dissociation, it is relaxation and stepping back to an elevated perspective where you experience the sensation of being from a more objective and elevated point of view. And this is meditation. In future podcasts, We'll discuss other types of meditation, various skills, tools, and techniques that you can practice. But this much alone is a great stress reducer that will boost your immune system and keep you healthy and vibrant and well. And let's finish this first exercise by imagining in the center of your being, in the area of your heart, a gentle warmth radiating outward in all directions. A warmth that you can feel in your body, radiating from the heart center. You can visualize this as light. Whatever color seems the warmest and the most healing to you. And as you see that light intensifying and radiating out from your center in all directions 
feel the warmth filling you. Every nook and cranny feeling filled and full and fulfilled and warm and radiant. And as you prepare to come back into the room, count yourself out one to five. I'll count you in this case. You can do it on your own without listening to this recording as you practice. Simply remind yourself that the number five in a few moments will be eyes open, wide awake, feeling fine, much better than before. And as I count one, imagine yourself slowly floating upward, as if you're in the basket of a beautiful hot air balloon. Drop a sandbag or two and begin to drift to ever so slowly upward toward the waking state. Gently, slowly, three, see yourself coming up above the treetops. Watch the horizon slowly spreading out in all directions as you continue ever so slowly and gently to drift upward toward the waking state. Four, feel the furniture supporting you. Feel the floor beneath your feet. And five, as eyes open, wide awake, feeling fine, better than before, wide awake, eyes open. Take a big, deep breath. Ah. Feel the relaxation back in the room, feeling fine. Once a day for 15 minutes. If you're feeling really stressed, really nervous or anxious, three times a day for 15 minutes. It's the easiest thing. And there are other stress reducers. We'll talk about them. I can't do everything in the very first episode, but I'll be podcasting these, so subscribe to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts uh, through iTunes or Google Play or, gosh, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, (laughs) any player directory or player app on your phone you'll find the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School with Michael Benner. Or listen directly on our website, theagelesswisdom.com. And if you want more information about private sessions, the first intake session is absolutely free. No charge, no obligation to book anything beyond that. Take advantage of the free telephone session by going to michaelbenner.com. All right, Michael is the common spelling, A-E-L. Benner is B like boy, E-N-N, and like Nancy, E-R, Michael Benner, 
www.thepeopleshow.com. Clicking on the big red button right in the middle of the page, it says free telephone intake session. Can't miss it. It's got fireworks going off behind it. And uh, relax. Be safe. Wash your hands. Hug the people you're quarantined with and tell them every day how much you love them. Be playful. And we'll talk about more stress reducers and time occupiers. This is a great opportunity to change your life in some remarkably beneficial and constructive ways. It's also a scary and dark time, but we'll make the best of it. Be grateful for the internet. I'm glad you have these podcasts and the efforts of so many other good women and men who are doing their best to bring us together, to calm our nerves, and create that unity in a universe that is unified. In spite of the appearance of separation and isolation. Okay? Thanks very much for listening. Be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. From Palm Springs, California, this is Michael Benner. Namaste. Aloha.